Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Got a hell of a show for you about to hear. Richie, I won't re- spoiler alert, Richie's going to tell you about his uh, opticians. Coming up, all but the drama. One thing I didn't get a chance to ask you in the show was this. Are they still doing the thing at the opticians where you have to look at a tiny balloon for a hole? Yes. What is all that about? I don't know. I don't know. And this is the strange thing. So that was the first part of the eye test, which I think they call the health check. Um, and I had to look at the balloon. What, what do you do with the balloon? Can you see the balloon? Is that what it is? Or is the balloon moving? Uh, you look at the balloon in your left eye, then your right eye, and the balloon goes in focus, out of focus, moves towards you, moves back, all that kind of thing. Don't really know what's going on. So it's the balloon one. Uh, I haven't been to, I need to go to the optician, so I've been for ages. Second one, do you have to do the one where they blow air in your eye? Yeah, or? puff of air. Didn't like that at all. And then finally, the, the weird one, which has just come in recently, where then you have to put your head in what looks like one of those plastic buckets you have in the toilet, and then click a button when you see red lights. Oh, I didn't get that. I get, instead, I got like a blue laser. Really? Uh, blue cross, kind of like flashing in front of me for a did you, few minutes. Did you click when you could see it? That Didn't kind of thing? Did you click that? No. What did you do then when you were looking at these lasers? Just, she just told me to look at it and uh, it was like scanning my eye. And then here's the worst thing at the end of it. She goes, Right, I've got all the results. So you've got healthy eyes. Do you want to see what the back of your eye looks like? <laughs> oh, no way. You've asked the wrong person. No. Let's just go and look at letters and I'll tell you what I can read. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. I just want to start tonight's show with a question, and the question is this. Do your parents ever do kind of weird stuff? And I guess, you know, if you've brought up kids, put them through education, dropped them off and picked them up at gigs, that kind of thing, you've earned the right to do whatever you want, go kind of crazy when you're older, do you know what I mean? The reason I'm asking this is that uh, yesterday we had our eight-week weigh-in for baby Stella, and she's a little unit. She's over 13 pounds. She's growing. She's growing. She's a big kid. Uh, so I told my mum about it on the phone, then went off to work. And then it turns out later on that day, my dad uh, sent a text to Katie, my other half, reading the following. This is what he said, right? Hi, Katie. Interested to read that Stella now weighs 13 pounds, four ounces. She's fast catching up with my personal best carp fishing catch of 15 pounds, four ounces. How did you, Katie, take that? She was like, uh, your dad's just uh, compared Stella to a carp. <laughs> didn't quite know what to do about it. It's, I mean, it's a fair point. She is catching up. She's going to be there damn quick. But, you can't uh, deny with the facts. You can't, you can't deny the facts. Well, you know, and God bless him. He loves his fishing and he loves his grandkids and all that kind of thing as well. But I just thought that's, uh, that's, a, that's a cracking bit of uh, peculiar parental behaviour. So tonight on the show, please send us examples of when your parents have done something a bit weird. It's the kind of thing that makes you as the adult child just roll your eyes and slightly think, oh, mum... Oh, Dad. Dad, what are you up to? It's that kind of, when Dad turns up, this is something that he does, he'll always turn up with a carrier bag from uh, a supermarket, and in that carrier bag, and it's with the best intentions, because he doesn't want to impose himself. Yeah. But he'll turn up with a ready meal, a bread roll, a knob of butter in an elastic band, <laughs> and a small bottle of Tropicana, because that's what gets him through. <laughs> Sounds like Gaza going up to the northeast. <laughs> it does a little. But he, it's, it's with the best intentions, but you can't... When he turns up like that, looking smart, but with his carrier bag of ready meal, bread roll, knob of butter and the Tropicana, you're like... Oh, come on, Dad. We, we can feed you. It's I, fine. I love it, though. Do you know what I mean? There's something kind of quirky and crazy about it. Like, go one further. My mum, I've talked about this before on the show, uh, she likes flip-flops but also likes to have warm feet. So what she does, she cuts the toes off her socks so she can wear flip-flops and have warm feet at the same time. So I think my parents are both at it at the moment. So if, you're, if your parents have done something unusual and you want to celebrate it on tonight's show, we would love to hear from you. That Dean has tweeted me saying, somebody's dad sounds like their Angelos epithemia. I love his little carrier bag of stuff, your dad. Yeah, yeah, his carrier bag of his, uh, his ready meal, his bread roll, his knob of butter in... Uh... 
Uh, elastic band and his bottle of Tropicana. He's a, it's a little bit Angelos, isn't he? He's it? an urban Andy McNabb, and I like it. Uh, ben says, my dad stands at the top of the landing singing the In the Night Garden theme tune. He even does this when he comes round to my house, and I still don't know why he does that on the landing and what he's doing whilst he's singing. <laughs> There's no context. There's no context to that whatsoever. Your parents do strange stuff. Kipper says, evening, guys. My mum once took a box set of Jim Reeves CDs back to Woolworths, complaining that they didn't work properly as the B-side was totally blank. <laughs> Loving that. Uh, this is unconventional, but don't dismiss it straight away. Uh, my late mum loved grandkids so much that she would buy my eldest presents on his siblings' birthdays so that he wouldn't feel left out. That's what you call all-inclusive. It's amazing. So in that family, any birthday is everyone's birthday. You'd be quids in if you are a kid in that family. It's amazing. Uh, Jason in Bournemouth says, my dad has a few strange eating habits. The best one is he has coleslaw with a curry. He also cuts down food containers when they're part used. A carton of 15 eggs, once half empty, he'll cut it down. Same with cereal boxes, ice cream tubs and any cardboard box, really. I'm sorry, that's another one that's incredible. How good is that? I will start doing that. Even if the eggs is still there. You'll cut half the box down. Love it. Love this, it. This guy's a genius. Uh, Jeff, uh, tell us about yours. Side wearing leg warmers on his arms. I don't know where he gets them in 2023, but my flash dance dad is a hero. Yeah, because, you know, I'm thinking Leroy doing a star jump from Flashdance was the last time I kind of saw leg warmers, but your dad started wearing them on his arms. You, any idea why he might be doing it? No clue whatsoever, but I'm just waiting and I'm sliding across the bonnet one day. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to offer a little bit of support to your dad here as a gilet wearer. Uh, sometimes um, the your arms can get cold because your gilet doesn't have anything, you know. Try a coat with it. arms. <laughs> what about that? Try but a coat no, no, with no. arms. Here's the point, all right? You know the old um, uh, people that go on hikes, they've got the, the, the action trousers, they've got a zip halfway around, and if they want, they can unzip the bottom part of their legs and turn them into shorts. That's kind of what Jeff's dad is doing. If he's getting too right. hot, he can just whip off the leg warmers and he's suddenly back in a gilet. I think it's quite clever. It is clever, but where do you produce a pair of woolen leg warmers in this day and age I don't know you must have a drawer somewhere that's just full of retro 80s stuff don't know I wouldn't want to look in his top drawer I'll be honest with you do that, mate. But he's my hero, so you got to love him. Anne says, my in-laws kindly bring all of their fridge rejects when they visit as they don't like food waste, inevitably leaving us to do their dirty work. <laughs> Squidgy tomatoes with solid cheese, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> this is great from Sharon. My late dad cut down a pair of trousers to make them shorts. But... <laughs> it's the best bit. But he forgot about the pockets. <laughs> the pocket lining hung below the cut-off legs. Oh, wow. He still wore them. He called them his Bermuda. Love this one from Sarah. It says, I once told my mum I was feeling blue whilst revising for my A-levels, so she drew a sad face on a blue balloon and took various pictures of it around the house, doing the chores, in the car, etc., then sent the text, at least you're not a blue balloon. <laughs> that is the weirdest one we've had so far, I think. <laughs> Love the effort. Yeah. Uh, Jack, I think we've got another dad here. Uh, tell us what he does. Um, my dad uh, has the uh, dog on his knee whilst he's um, going for the poo. <laughs> oh my word so just let's just try and work this out sorry about the mental image everybody so your your dad what's his name uh, John John so John will go to the loo and then the dog what's yeah. the dog's name and what type of dog is it uh, Rupert and it's uh, a little fluffy thing and uh, yeah it follows him in and jumps up much um, wow. to my mum's disgust is he trying to train Rupert to use the toilet as well because if that's what's going on then that's fantastic 
No, I think he just likes his legs warm, to be honest. Amazing. <laughs> and so your, mom, your mum's absolutely sick of this and has tried to stop him from doing it, right? Yeah. But he's not having it. He just carries on doing it regardless. No, he, he's, just, he's just happy. Hey, we're forgetting about Rupert here as well. Rupert's running on in and jumping in there too. Rupert's obviously happy. It would be wrong to stop oh, this yeah, from Rupert's happening. Rupert's fantastic time. Yeah, he's having a brilliant time. He's nice and warm. He's hanging out with his dad. All right, fair enough. But, you know, we should respect people for doing this kind of crazy behaviour in their old age. He's not going to change, is he? <laughs> no, not at all. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So here's the question. What is the best decade for music? It's a question that you can give us your answer to if you head to absoluteradio.co.uk. Vote. We want to know. We're spending a lot of time over this, focusing on a different decade as uh, as we go through the weeks. Uh, we're looking at the 70s this week, final hour of the show on Absolute Radio tomorrow, special 70s party. Uh, but being that on Thursday's show, we normally have the Hometime Film Club, we thought we'd uh, have a little bit of a nod to one of the most famous genres of movies of the 70s, and that is, that is of course, the Carry On movies. God bless them. Of their time... However... Do they show them now? You know, like, sometimes now they've got, like... Even, like, Goonies, warning, these this, these films contain outdated views on life. Yeah, I think... Do they even show them now? <laughs> I think you've got to look hard for them and, and, and yeah, probably redacted parts. Because the carry-on movies have got stuff in them that would get you banned off the Bridgewater Carnival for the rest of your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. However, the last one, 1970, over 30 of these films done. Wow, what about that? It's amazing. So the final one was in the 70s then. So we need to create some new ones, and the way to do that is for you to uh, tell us about your day-to-day. What have you been up to today uh, by putting that activity after the words, carry on? Right, so for me, my day has been, carry on up the guttering. <laughs> It immediately sounds like... That sounds like a carry-on movie. <laughs> Boring. This film contains outdated views of life. <laughs> Thing is, right, our, our guttering came down. Loads of it came down during the storm. And I've had, tried to get three people to come and fix it. Yeah. They just don't turn up. Really? What is wrong with builders and stuff at the moment? They just go AWOL. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to have to go out there myself. Of all, on the roof. The, of all the trades that, that have some kind of reputation for being cow, I, I never thought guttering people would be it. I thought they'd be dependable, do you know what I mean? So I'm going to be doing carrying up the gut, guttering. It's <laughs> quite hard to say. Carry on up the opticians. Oh, yes, you've had a right old day, haven't you? I have, yes, yeah. A couple of new sets of bins coming in a couple of uh, in a week or so's time. But uh, as a man who's very squeamish about eyes, a trip to the optician, not something I'm looking forward to. Playful look to the camera as they blast your eye with some <laughs> air to see whether your retina's all right. A little puff of air in my eye, yes, as Kenneth Williams turns <laughs> to the camera. Uh, so, <laughs> your day... Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Your day in the form of a carry-on movie. Carry on, and then your activity after it. Sarah tweets to say, uh, guys, the last carry-on movie was Columbus in the 90s, so my day is carry-on being pedantic. <laughs> there was one attempt in the 90s to do one film, all right? It, it finished in the 70s, main, 1978. In yeah. the main, it finished in the 70s. Come on now. So, as we as we search for the best decade, uh, the 70s saw the end of the carry-on movies, but there's about 30 in total, so... Uh, your day, carry on, then your day, please. Carry on watching my kids lose at sports. <laughs> <laughs> says James. My son lost at football, my daughter's lost at netball. 
Carry on watching the kids lose at sports. What do you do? I haven't, my kids have not got to the age yet where I've had that chat with them. Obviously, you're allowed to play footy mm. at a high level. What do you do when, when there's a, a loss? What's your rationale with him? Uh, it depends how he's taken it. Uh, yeah. But my general policy is to not bring it up in the car for about 20 minutes. Because he, he takes defeat like his father does. Fantastic. Just completely avoid the subject. I love that. Uh, Mimi says, carry on putting up flat pack garden furniture two days in a row. Says it's his soul destroying as it sounds. Uh, Charlie says, carry on eating Greg's sausage rolls. What a day he's having. Oh, keep going. We're envious. Uh, Jane texts, with a bit of trivia, carry on up the hospital. We're asking you to uh, put your day in the form of a carry-on movie uh, as they... Uh, we're celebrating the 70s. Uh, they dominated the uh, 70s as a movie genre. She says, carry on up the hospital. I work at the hospital in Ascot where they filmed parts of Carry On Matron. Iconic. An iconic location. Sarah in Woking says, carry on with yet another virtual meeting. <laughs> Sick of them. Uh, right, Casey, what's yours? Yeah, carry on at parents' evening. Carry on up the parents' evening. Let's give it its full title. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Are you just sat in the room then waiting for each parent to come in one by one? No, I'm sat in the car waiting to go in. Ah, so you're the other way round. So you're oh. actually the parent. Yes, I'm the parent. Okay, With so the you're... child in the car. Daniel, say Hi. Hi. Are you one of those parents that makes the kid come into the actual room with you at the same time as in the parents' evening? Oh, absolutely. If I have to go through it, he has to go through it. Wow. <laughs> Daniel, we're going to speak directly to you here. How good an evening is Mum about to have? Is this going to be an awkward trip home later? Uh, no. Good lad. Do you think it's good? if it's going to go well, Daniel, don't you feel like you should get a treat on the way home, maybe a McDonald's Happy Meal or something like that? I've already had mine. You've already had it. <laughs> <laughs> He's living the dream. He's cashed in already. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, someone here says, carry on Microsoft Teams and carry on can I share my screen. <laughs> Frustration in every single word texted. Uh, Michelle from Gravesend says, carry on cutting my fringe, uh, which isn't a good thing because uh, in the many attempts to get it straight, it's getting shorter and shorter. At this rate, I'll have no fringe to worry about. Do you know what? My, my other half, Katie, has got a deal with her hairdresser. I don't know if any other girls have got this where they pay like like three pounds to go and get their fringe done. Wow. Which well, like as fellas, that'd be a, you, we could go and do that. Do you know what I mean? Look, if you've got a little deal on the go on the go with your uh, hairdresser or barber to get your fringe done at a lower amount, do tell us about it. I've got a spirit level at home. We could, I'll bring it in. We could do this together. Three pounds a time. Uh, Claire says, my day is carry on getting cupped. Apparently sucky cups at the physio. I've had sucky cups at the physio. I've not had sucky cups anywhere. It really... Getting cupped is a fantastic thing. Is it? Give it a try. I'll have to... Yeah. Give it a go. Uh, Laura, yours, please. Uh, it is carry on up the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Dare we ask? <laughs> uh, not as bad as it sounds. Um, so I'm a doctor and I was supposed to be sitting in on a clinic today and on about five minutes' notice got asked if I'd just see everybody instead. <laughs> Um, which I wasn't quite prepared for, I have to say. <laughs> oh, wow, so you had to have, actually have patients come in rather than, like, doing some kind of, like, chat type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a face-to-face clinic, so patients were coming anyway. Um, but, yeah, I was supposed to be just an observer or thought I was going to be an observer, but no, I was seeing everybody. <laughs> but, hey, Laura, <laughs> let's, let's, let's stick with the topic here. A, that <laughs> definitely sounds like a carry-on movie, and if it was a movie, <laughs> suddenly somebody being dropped into doctor duties with no notice whatsoever and having to see medical ailments. <laughs> yes. This sounds like a classic. 
it, it, at least I was vaguely qualified to be doing what I was doing, but yeah. What, <laughs> what was the most carry-on thing that happened today? Did you drop anything? Anything fall? Anyone trip over? Unfortunately not, no. Uh, other than that, no, it was a bit of a boring day. <laughs> Okay, no fun. One final thing. I went to the doctors the other day because I've been having an earache and it, there was a big sign on the wall that said one symptom at a time, please, which I love that. So is that a thing in your place? <laughs> Do people try and sneak in another symptom when they go in there? Uh, I think it happens across the board, yeah. Sort of, oh, by the way, can I just mention that's not, not uncommon. Yeah. Do you have to say I'm just going to have to stop you there if I need to deal with one thing? Sorry about that. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Okay, the elephant in the room during the show that you're hearing at the moment is the... Uh, Strange freezer bag that sat in the corner of the room, Richie. You're reading the details here. What is going oh, on? There's what nothing, is this? Nothing strange about it, my friend. This is very exciting. Let me read you uh, this letter from the uh, fine people at Villages Fine Sausages. Hi, guys. Uh, we almost got a mention from one of your listeners uh, about our kangaroo sausages, uh, but they couldn't remember our name. So we have sent you some sausages for you to try and see what we're all about. Enjoy Ron and the team at Villagers Fine Sausages. It's almost like sounds like a story, Villagers Fine Sausages. <laughs> Or a headline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a local paper. Oh my goodness! So I have. I'm sorry. I've left you. I've taken first pick. I love sausage, and I've taken. I, heard that rumor. <laughs> I have. I've taken two curious flavours. Okay, marmite sausages. Oh, I you... love marmite. Look, I've got no problem with marmite at all. But I just feel like marmite is like always there. Whenever you go to like a new thing, it's like chocolate. Oh, marmite flavour or crisps. Oh, just stick to the in the tub. Yeah, do you know it's what I mean? great, but it's great. Oh, I don't know. What about this one? Steak and Guinness sausage. You can't argue with that. Oh, it's going to be great. Now, this is the guy that phoned the show, and we were talking about long journeys for strange things. That's it. And he'd gone all the way to wherever they are, where the villagers find their sausages. Where is it in the paperwork? I'll tell you, I'll tell you sorry. Glasses on the end of his nose. <laughs> Don't, I've had the eye test today. I've opted against the very focals, so um, it will be like that. Get him on a chain. I'm not having very focals. I'm tempted by him. But... Sorry, for, sorry, people of Villagers Fine Sausages. We'll get back to you, bangers, in a sec. But I'm not having very focals. That, to me, is the cliff edge of old age. Well, it's your, I worry that very focals look from a distance okay, but then if someone sat slightly below you and you're looking down on them, you might look like Sid Little. <laughs> You know what I mean? One for the kids. One for the kids. Beckenham. Beckenham. So, yeah, yeah. He, he'd driven all the way to Beckenham to get these sausages, and that's amazing that they've sent them to us. So what have I got to choose from, then, in that case, if you've you've got a, the uh, the Marmite Mate, ones? I've got three A4 pages worth of uh, things off the menu. I'll here. pick a number from 1 to 20. On the right-hand side, there's a load of different sausages down there. Let's go for number 14. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Sweet Italian. A sweet Italian sausage made with red and green peppers, honey and red wine. That sounds absolutely gorgeous. Isn't it just? What about this on the back? What about this? Uh, gourmet selection. Kangaroo and tomato. 100% kangaroo rump made with fresh onions, sun-dried tomatoes, fresh coriander. Don't overcook. Oh, it'd jump off the plate. <laughs> This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, thanks for turning up at the opticians after the uh, invite uh, yesterday to uh, turn up and help me choose some new glasses. You can't bring someone in with you. It's not how opticians work <laughs> when you're a grown-up. <laughs> Seven to ten days' time I'll have the new glasses. You can pass comment then. What I'll do, Richie, I'll squeeze your hand when they blow the thing in your eye. <laughs> do you know what? The weirdest part of it was um, uh, right at the end of the whole thing and I'd chosen some new frames, getting them fitted to the face, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, I won't name the op. 
opticians, but uh, a high street brand. Uh, and uh, the lad there is is wearing his uniform, and he gets up to go and get something from another desk. And I notice, much like a lot of the youth of today, trousers hung halfway around his backside. You almost want to go up to him and just pull him up a little bit. Yeah, or not, buy a belt. Not a wedgie, or yeah, suggest yeah. a belt. Our producer is one of them. Unbelievable. Uh, but he's just a radio producer. This lad, he's working in an opticians, a reputable brand. And I was, I was thinking, this is strange. He's there in his fleece, he's there in his, <laughs> his trousers. But then, what I noticed even further, underneath his trousers, he's wearing them over tracksuit bottoms. So he's what? He's wearing smart work trousers. Smart work trousers. Over tracksuit bottoms. Over tracksuit bottoms. He's obviously got there and kind of thought, right, uh, rather than change in the back office, I'm just going to put all this on over my tracksuit bottoms that I might have just cycled in it. Do you know what? It's interesting because when I used to work in a restaurant, we would try and get changed as quickly as we possible, as we possibly could after work to go to like a club or a pub. Maybe he just wants to get out of there as, as quick as he can <laughs> at five o'clock. It could be. We were actually trending yesterday in the world of social media, the home time show, the squash debate, uh, i.e. what was the correct name for the orange fruit drink that you add water to. It turns out it's called a different thing in different parts of the country than what you call it, but loads of big names are getting involved. The NHS UK had its say on it, Deliveroo, Spec Savers threw down the gauntlet uh, earlier on with uh, a picture with a great big circle drawn around the bit where it said squash on, on the front of the picture and then Aldi as well so a lot of people getting involved and it feels like it's gone to the next level I'd say it very much has because this this uh, I think this is the nail in the coffin on the whole debate because we've got to the top of the tree the team at Robinson's Ah, now, the, the people who make, <laughs> mainly make it. Yes, the fluid. <laughs> so, uh, they have issued this statement. I'll read it for you now. To the Home Time team at Absolute Radio, with the nation's debate coming to an end, 68% voting for squash on our official Twitter page. Do enjoy these bottles of Robinsons to help settle the debate. Yes. Enjoy. Love Robinsons. And they have sent some squash as voted for by 68% of the nation. Because we, we were saying squash, weren't we? We were saying, you know... We okay, were. I've never heard it. No offence to people from Northern Ireland. love people from Northern Ireland, but they call it dilutant, which mm. is one of the most unsettling names for anything I've ever heard in my entire life. And also, as well, Newcastle Chronicle. They nicked it. Get your own content. Oh, did they indeed? You know, come on now. At least give us a little credit here on the Home Time Show. So, uh, yes, finally, Cat Amongst the Pigeons. We're going to be drinking squash for the next eight months. There's extra bush tonight. 100% extra bush. What a lovely way to put it. <laughs> uh, I am on from 10 o'clock tonight as we continue our quest on this uh, radio station to find the best decade. I'm going to be going through the decades with uh, Jay Lawrence. Picking my favourite songs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 10s, 20s, present day, all that kind of stuff. And there's going to be a lot of Indian there and there's going to be a very, very strong press to suggest that it's the 90s that's the best decade. See, I know you're saying that right now, but I would, I would love it. I would love it if when it came to the actual question, you surprised us all and just went, do you know what, 70s? No, honestly, no offence. <laughs> I would say it sounds really bad, right? Out of all of them, I think 70s is the one I like the least. <laughs> no offence to 70s people, it's just some 70s music's a bit like stinky old record shop, do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's riled. I am. He's riled. Uh, tonight from 10 on Absolute <laughs> Radio. Uh, bonus Bush, is that a better phrase? That sounds worse than the first one. OK, he goes through the decades. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Why would anyone want to look at the back of their eye? I've had a look at the back of my own eye. What's it look like? It's like the moon. <laughs> Top of the moon. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>